All right, Domcast episode 21 with my bra, Christian. Bra, Jacques Christian. And my sister in law, Marissa, aka Rachel. <laughs> she was the one that uh, filmed the lovely shot of liquid kratom that the guy at the head shop was almost afraid to like tell me, but he knew. He knows that the fuck's up. He knew that I could You like to party. Kinda handle it. We'll see. So literally about two minutes ago, I took a highly concentrated eight point eight milliliter shot of Kratom that contained all blends. Let me see, that. Let me see the bottle real quick. Yeah, uh, OPMS is the brand. I got it at my cloud based plant. Yeah. Mediated solutions? Dude, those people make some dink-ass Kratom. The only Kratom I've had that was better than that uh, was the shit from Dubai. It was called Nirvanio. And it, it was the it's use... what they do in Dubai. Huh. They L.A. Make... Yeah, they got problems. Dude, Manufacturer right? assumes no liability for the misuse of this product. Yeah, and um, like right now, like the back of my throat's numb. Okay. Like I, if I have done cocaine okay. and I got the drip. Yeah. The guy told me that I would feel it in the first 10 minutes. Okay. And this was not planned to be part of the episode. And this is probably about five minutes ago. Oh, wait, I shot right it about now? two minutes. You shot it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went to the bathroom. We're a minute 38. I had to take a piss. I actually took two shits before this because I was so nervous. Because <laughs> then I read the reviews <laughs> online while you were on uh, your way here. And I was like, oh, fuck. Damn, this is, dude. I'll notice if it's rowdy if your lazy eye starts showing up. Oh, that might happen. You get that that danky eyelid. The dank eyelid. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Chilling, chilling. All right. We were talking about Jurassic. Because I talked about that in a past episode. Yeah, but I didn't listen to the episode. Okay. Well, it's a piece of shit, dude. And... um. Dinosaurs are cool. This is what I talked about in the episode. I basically said that I just the need dinosaurs a quick overview. Yeah, dinosaurs looked realer in the first one that was made in the '90s because I think they had to cut the budget to get Jeff Goldblum, which they probably only had to record for 30 minutes to get two minutes of film from him, give the rest to Chris Pratt, and then. Wait, so you're, are you saying that the dinosaurs in this one looked as good as the original? No, they look horrible. They look, yeah, okay. They look faker. No, well, because the thing is, when you look at the original, there are movies that still come out now that don't even look that good. Like, at all. No, yeah, definitely. And I think they went up for, like, an award uh, with Titanic that year. It was, like, 1993, 1994, and for some reason, Titanic won yeah. on... Whatever. Dude, I well, feel like really amped right now. Well, I will say. I feel this in my blood right <laughs> now. The reason I'm that. I'm salivating too. Like, do you need something to drink? I have water. Okay. Okay. No, I was going to say um, the reason the CGI looks so good in that movie is the guy who did the animatronics for it. He's like, you know, he did every huge fucking movie and the dude's a master what he does. But they were like, well, some of these we want to do CGI. So he's like, OK, well, let me being like the animatronics puppet master practical virtuoso that I am. I'm going to be like the basically overlooking producer, director of all the CG. So that's why when you see the T-Rex break out at night and he's like walking around uh, while it's raining. Yeah, and it was all of that so shit. real and scary. But it's because he could sit there and tell them, okay, it needs this weight to it. When it moves, this is what it would look like. Like the, he, 
you have these CG guys looking at reference uh, material gotcha. to like make shit look good, but this guy makes the stuff look and move like it does in real life. So when you have Didn't him tell the CG guys what to do, it's like, no, it wouldn't. He, it doesn't work because like they know this. computers exactly. and they don't know like the weight and balance of it. Yeah. Didn't know that. But what no, else did that guy do? He's done. I don't want to say too many and be wrong, but he's worked on animatronics and did a lot of stuff like see that's a what, lot of practical. The, this I felt like this whole thing, the CGI was missing. There's no storyline. No, and not then at all. throw in the daughter's a clone in the very middle. Well, think about and this. And then, like, how stupid is this? Russian arm dealers, no one calls the cops. You're like, yeah. I, five million dollars. Okay. And then everyone runs and no one has a cell phone? No. And uh, the that, fuck is it? Eyes wide shut party? That movie, I, I know you probably <laughs> noticed a shitload of it, but that movie, to me, I couldn't even get into it because I would say about half of that movie, dialogue shots situational references or just references to the first and second movie like there are yeah. and for stupid fucking reasons like the old guy that gets smothered with the pillow right yep spoiler alert the old guy um whenever his granddaughter the clone chick yeah. comes in the room for the first time he goes ah oh, there you are yeah. which is what john hammond says yeah. to the hatching the velociraptor a. oh wow because he yeah. created the velociraptor see, she's you know, a fucking clone yeah. and that's what he would say to his creation oh man i didn't catch that whenever blue the thing is i read the book and the book covers the first two movies right. and that's it right oh, wait so continue i like that i didn't notice that right well there, uh, there's so many shitty references like um whenever blue the raptor yeah, yeah. He goes and first finds her at first i thought this was cool I, this was after i was already bitching about how much i hated the movie i found out another reason i hated it by talking about something i liked from it okay. whenever he goes up to the the car and the little compies run out because he yeah, heard yeah, something yeah. he turns to the right to see him and that's when blue jumps out because it Raptor only attacks from the sides, never from the front. But I didn't realize that's the same fucking Jeep from the tree that fell down in the first movie and the tire was ripped off in the same place when the T-Rex ate it. And that's and what made it even dumb. That's the same one from the tree, okay? That Alan Grant and the kids were trapped in, right? Yeah, I remember that. And the tire's bitten off or the T-Rex got it before it flipped it over the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. That next morning, right, but the yeah. next morning whenever Grant and the kids get down from the tree, that's when he sees the eggshells and the little baby footprints yeah. walking away. Right when that scene starts, it starts with Chris Pratt feeling Blue's footprint on the ground, which was right outside the fucking car where they found him in the first movie. All right, so they find that, yeah. the Jeep. Okay, the, It's just like, I, I wanted to talk Sorry about... the technical difficulty, like right now, like I want to touch everything. <laughs> And I started grabbing the keyboard, and for some reason I hit caps lock. I don't know what that does on this program. Anyways, so I, I think the the one I I didn't like the movie. The CG looked worse than any of the other ones that oh, have come out yet. Sh- it really shit. did, and it what made it even worse is yeah they were like oh we're gonna we're gonna use practical we're gonna use animatronics and shit. But they did the same fucking stupid thing they did in Alien Covenant where they get practical. Didn't watch it. Okay, well it's garbage, but it they get practical. And I like when you speak French. Then, Garbage. <laughs> and then they basically layer over CG to make it look CG from the jump. It looks like I think they garbage. only do that for probably 3D reasons, right? Why well, else would the, they do that? Well, that they did it like, oh, the inside of like a dinosaur's throat or like when it's super close up. But the practical should be so fucking good that you can shoot it close up. That was the whole point of 
it, yeah, period. Yeah. Like that was the whole point. But what I will say is the intro scene of that movie where it's all the dudes and they're going to go get the Indominus Rex's tooth and they're like scuba oh my God, and the rain. That was, yeah. But what I've always... It reminded me of Sphere. Well, what I've always book, wanted... I've never seen the movie. ...is a Jurassic Park movie that is a fucking to-the-core horror movie. And that's what that intro was. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I, know. I was like, we're Dude, the down light, in the depths. But you just see like its shadow yep. overhead and then when the lights go out or whatever, you see it behind the little... Yeah. Uh, dirigible or whatever the fuck um but then the That's t-rex the lightning flashing and you just see it in the trees can they like make one closed. rated r or whatever this podcast is rated they MA? just they just need one that is a straight up and in the trailers i was stoked because yeah because it looked like the little girl in the bed and it was like and i was like oh, okay fuck yeah like, we'll get that to, to that in just one second but like right is that something is that another it's reference just a stupid theory that i have but okay. um the Baryonics. You remember Baryonics from the Lost World game for PS1? Yes, I do. And you'd have to shoot him as the hunter. And yeah, like all yeah, that. yeah. That's what was in the tunnel that did the shitty reference to yeah, them yeah, climbing yeah. up in the vents, but it was the little yeah, ladder. Yeah, I remember that. I want, When he first showed up in the lava dripping, but you would just see him for flashes yeah. in the tunnel and hear him, I thought that was the dopest shit. But then it just kind of like... Then it went fucking PG on everyone. It was everyone. just dumb as shit. But no, okay. I have this really dumb theory that would make this movie so fucking dumb but um what was the indoraptor yeah is that what indoraptor the, okay, bro that's what the new one which was, was laser he was lasers. laser guided laser guided and then hit a button and the frequency made him he attack. has an, an audi- auditorial kill switch it's <laughs> fucking retarded but kill switch engage oh you realize wow. like whenever pinch harmonics when whenever um <laughs> They would, he would show up anywhere. The Indoraptor would murder every fucking thing it could as fast as it could. You know what I mean? Like, that was a point. The only thing it didn't was with the little girl. And is it because the little girl is a clone as well? And he senses some sort of like genetic makeup? Has to be. That's so stupid though. Like, oh. That's true though. But it's like Westworld. That's some Westworld shit. Like, oh, the cat, the stupid ass cat. I think he just took a screenshot. Probably. Of the recording. If anyone listening, and, and anyone who has been listening knows my agenda with this cat. I don't like him much. He's cute, but I don't like him. It's a pretty cat, but... But, you know. It's a pretty pussy. But it, it was the two times where she backed up, blatantly passed the red line with her back up to the cage. Yeah. And he just reached out because and barely touched her. Because she's one of him. And she, they're they're he together. He should have, like... Ripped her goddamn share DNA exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that's so. But actually, dumb. though, I think that was kind of cool. Is I didn't notice it when he was like talking to her and the raptor hatching in the very first one. Oh, dude, there's so much that like maybe somebody would think those are clever, but just pissed me. Like every single scene had at least one reference that made me livid. After a while, it made me livid. It still made a ton of money, and of course, Joy and I we watch all those cheap. We watch all the dress parts. Right. And we go on movie dates, and that's what we do. And she was like, I don't care what the plot is. I just want to see dinosaurs on a big screen. I right. said, same. Um, both of us, though, after two hours, because she was like, before it even ended, she's like, I'm kind of really hungry right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, we've sat through movies where, like, it went out for, like, 20 minutes and we still sat through it. Like, she was going to leave. Yeah. And then to have the raptor run through, like, the hills of California. Yeah. 
and now you're just going to live with them? Like, how are they going to make another one? Or why would you want to emulate one of the worst ones in the franchise with the Lost World and bring them back to the city? Like, oh, that was bad. Why is that? Well, that's the whole movie. Like, except now the movie is, oh, but now they're just running amok. It's in almost the like world. Predator 2, and Predator 2 is like in New York. Yeah, kind of. Did it, you see the new Predator? No, I heard not yet, new but I heard it was horrible, but I really want to see it. I really want to see it, and I got the fire stick, so. Well, I'm, I think the first Jurassic World, I'm not going to say it was a better movie. It was a better paced and edited movie, for sure. It didn't use as many reference for damn sure, but dude, the end where you get to see Blue and the T-Rex fight that Indominus Rex and like... No, I hate how he fell through the glass and landed on the fucking... That's so stupid. It's like, how can we end this movie quicker? Oh, let's make him fall on a fossil. Yeah. I mean, granted, um, whatever Dallas Howard Bryce, whatever her name is, was the worst character in like cinema history in Jurassic World. She kind of redeemed herself in this one, and I get that. Oh, the redhead. Yeah, like she was the worst person alive in the first movie. But when right, it, okay. but when it comes to the dinosaurs, though, at the end of the last one, you get like okay, the T Rex and Blue the Raptor. Like, basically, bro nod and know what the fuck's up. That was stupid. It's so dumb, but that's it's awesome because you see, like, he... Okay, this makes me want to ask the first question. What? Do you think animals talk to each other like that? (laughs) No. I mean, possibly. Do you think there's, there's like, a wavelength that animals are on? Yeah, I think there's an understanding between certain animals that, I mean, fucking people could have as well, but just were assholes and, I guess, smarter than all the rest of them. But well, was, you think like a cat would look at a dog and like nod and be like, oh, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah. I don't see why Do you not. think when they bark, they they can like understand each other? Though? No. No. I Two think different languages, like yeah, Spanish and English. but if somebody comes up to you speaking another language, but they have some kind of like passion or emotion behind what they're saying, you'd still probably understand like what they're trying to get across. True. But you can also walk into a room, find somebody like vibe out their mood, and also and like just like the like the term "fuck you" is pretty universal, right? Like people who even speak English be like, "Fuck you," yeah, and then you're well, like, "Oh shit!" Actually, it's um, I think it was like a few years ago they did a study or like a, a study came to a conclusion where generally it doesn't matter where you're from or what language you speak that. Yeah and uh and huh are all universal sounds that are not true tied to it's kind of like when you're growing up no matter what playground it's always like na 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 that and I'm gonna tell the teacher or I'm gonna tell on you or like Marilyn uh or what's his name Marilyn Manson removed his ribs and sucked his own dick how like how did that get across the entire world how did that rumor start before the internet how did people playing on a playground in Ireland, hear the same rumor that Marilyn Manson took his ribs out to suck his own dick than some kid in Boston. Actually, Without the internet, no streaming music. Well, I mean... How did that go around the entire world? Did you ever... Marissa, did you ever hear that? Yeah. How the fuck? Well, I mean, we lived in the generation, kind. I guess not technically, but before and after the internet. So, so shit... I mean, got around. I mean, okay. Here's, oh, here's a I'm question. I'm just going to real quick, too. I'm feeling the warm blanket. Okay. The guy said about 10 minutes. We're 15 minutes in this podcast. Yeah. Oh, man, you good, dude. though? Oh, it feels like I have, like, a bunch of little genies, like, giving me a massage on my calves and Ooh, my arms. Okay. But, like, if this is supposed to last, like, four hours, 
and this is already happening, I don't know what's going to happen. But well, it's, I'm feeling great. You good, man. I feel you like good. I'm in a hot tub. Come on, man. I feel like I'm in a hot tub Come of on, love. Man. Go on. Gotta fuck the prom queen. Uh, fuck the prom queen. I quoted you on that one no, of the episodes. No, well, I mean, that's it, Sean Connery in The Rock, but I'm pretty sure that that line was written by Quentin Tarantino when he did rewrites on the script. I'm that pretty sure. That's such a good line. Can you tell the, can you tell the people the line again? Um, uh, losers, losers, losers whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Boom. And I'm pretty sure when they're trying to break out of the cell, Nick Cage and Sean Connery, he also wrote, um, like I, I get the, I, I get the furnace and I get like the timing and all that. But how in Zeus's butthole did you break out of your cell? I'm pretty sure that was QT, and I'm pretty sure that was uh, what's to say? I'm gonna like take- how you call Quentin Tarantino QT. Yeah, you know. I th- and then I think he wrote, I'm going to take pleasure in gutting you, boy, or something like that. That's okay, a total yeah. pre-Django Django line. Yeah. But um, no, uh, like what you were saying, with the, first off, I want to get. I was thinking about getting a couple ribs taken out myself, but I just want to give my homies bigger hugs. <laughs> but um, but no. Uh, Damn. Uh, no, there was, that one up. There was there another one. Thing. Do you remember? I never listened to him, and I always... Didn't really care for him, but even if the let's see if you get a response from the Chach Army, um, I think Davey Havoc, the lead singer of AFI, when I was in middle school, there was a rumor going around that it seemed like everybody I knew had heard, and it was that on Warp Tour, I think he got hospitalized. And they had to pump his stomach, and there was like three or four gallons of jizz in his stomach. Dude, I heard that too. That's what I'm saying, dude. And like how. Your stomach doesn't even hold that much, bro. I, I've never tried, so I don't know. Well, definitely not a jizz, but like just in general, a gallon, three gallons, three milk cartons, bro. I'm, I can chug twelve ounce beers. Okay. Okay. If I'm chugging beers, the most that will be in my stomach at once is maybe three or four. Well, then let's say, or a gallon. I'm a, in a continuous. Like, let's just say just a gallon. one gallon. I know that's still ridiculous, but I'm just saying. Let's just say one gallon of jizz is in my stomach. Yeah, impossible. I'm just saying. And also, that motherfucker's probably eating creatine. Like, how much protein? How big is his balls? I don't. I don't. Where does know. he keep that gallon? I don't know. But apparently, there's a fire inside. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're coming with them today. I'm just saying. A gallon of jizz. Shit. I honestly My, don't want to think about it. I know. I don't want to think about it either, but, you know, we we delve into the dark arts sometimes on this podcast. Okay. So um, I would say how many billions of sperm, first off? But, I mean... My sample size wouldn't be a lot. It's not even enough to even weigh in like an ounce. But it would it be would, like a milliliter. It, it would, would be like to be, this fucking little kratom thing that I got. It would have to be a certain amount. That Okay, one nut would probably fill up that. That's 8.8 milliliters. One? Well, when I worked what at a steak, when I worked at a steakhouse and I wore tight jeans. Did you get like a did you put like a hair tie or rubber band on that shit and go hard or what? Rephrase that. I don't get. I, 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 <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like you, I, I don't. You'd know. fill up more than that. No, you probably I'm have just bigger balls it, than it, me. It, I don't it depends. Know. You're on taller the, than me. It depends on the situation. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> you're taller, you might have bigger balls than me. I, I don't have the biggest balls, dude. I mean, that's good. I guess. I think so. That's why I don't have a kid. 
Yeah, yeah, wear tight pants. I mean, I do, I do too. I went to the doctor for the same shit you did, but we, the, it was like the second or third time oh, you dude, went. Dude, I don't think we ever told a story on the podcast yet. About what? So when I had to go to the doctor because I thought I had cancer or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so man, I can't like feel my throat. So uh, <laughs> that's how you get a gallon of nut in your. So gut. I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. So um, I was feeling like this sharp pain. And like my left or right testy, I don't remember, but it was like got to a point where it was just like, I don't go to the doctor for shit, dude. And like the times I should have, I was living with Andy and he had like his huge bottle of penicillin pills from Mexico that his grandparents gave him. So like anytime I felt sick or like something itched or burned, I just like swallowed like six of them and then I was good. Right. Damn, okay. So this hurt bad enough for me to actually see a doctor, pay a copay, and do the whole deal. And then he shoves a rod up then, your right? Oh no, that was S T D test. They stick oh, a okay. it looks like a Q tip. It's like this long well, though. I mean I got it, but they don't yeah. do they stopped doing that like three months after we got it done. Oh what the fuck? Yeah, now you just it's like, oh well we found a way that your piss test, we can find it even more accurate than that. Do you know what the best way to do it is? What? Uh not fuck give blood. <laughs> oh yeah. Because they'll be like, oh, we can't, you'll just give blood for free. It'll be a charitable act. And they'll be like, oh, we can't accept it. Something's wrong. You'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, what do you almost do? That almost kind of ties into one of the Instagram questions. I think, uh, as a, just as a quick thing, I think mom just texted both of us at the same time. Uh-oh. What's mom going to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, great news. We're uh, happy to hear it, Mama. We know you're going right. to hear this whether we yeah, want she you to is. or not. No, Mom already listened to all of it. She called me another day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So we got to tell her. We have to give her a shout out. Oh, yeah. Well, shout out, Mom. She's oh, doing and, good. And, okay, so shout out. Our mom is the best mom ever, dude. She's so badass. And she actually left a review on the show, and she <laughs> roasted me. And She, she roasted you? Yeah, because I, I had a thing where... I said, if you roast me... Oh, you'll read it out loud. I'll read it out loud, but you have to give me a five-star comment. Dude, there's so much so you could say. she goes... She she went light. Okay. Because... I'll be the judge of that. She goes, dear big head. Nice. True. True. Swag End of my him. shaft, my actual head, and my ego. Uh, five-star. Wow. It just says mom boss one, two, three, four. I guess you just make up a name. Okay. Dear Dom Caesar, you is not smart. Damn. You is not special. Damn. You is not funny. Woohoo! Love mom. P.S. I'm making meat sauce, so come by this week. Psst. You is pretty because I made you that way, and you know that's right, smiley face. Hail mom. Damn. Like a thief in the night, dude. Yeah. So there you go. Shout out to our mom. All right. She is the best. Carving man. out her own little dominion in your little she podcast. She wants to make realm. her own podcast, apparently. I believe it. She was like, I'm the funny one in the family. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm going to start a podcast. And I, what she called? Momcast? I don't know. That's probably already a thing, but she probably could. She probably could. She'd have to spell it M A W M. But see, like, uh, mine falls under comedy. Um, Why? Uh, yeah, I don't know why either. Uh, comedy, sports and recreation, and like uh, culture. Okay, but she, I know mom would probably like throw politics in there and stuff. Like, yeah, I mean that'd probably honestly be the reason not to do it. I mean, it could be a good outlet. That was also another question too: Beto or Ted Cruz? 
Do you know about any of that? Yeah. Beto, I'm going Beto all the way. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't honestly yeah. don't want to talk about politics or get political, but yeah, are you fucking yeah, kidding so, me? Um, yeah. Do you want to go through a couple questions right now? Because I'm feeling this shit really hard. Yeah, let's get through a couple. Let's get through a couple right now. Instead of ad reads, we're going to do questions. All right. So one of them, uh, Catcher in the Rye on Instagram. Oh, uh, I, yeah. Morelli. Yeah, Matt. Paisan. Yeah. He goes Beto or Cruz. What's up, Matt? It's Beto. Beto Come all on, the way. Man. If you if you got him. I mean, this is, it goes deeper than this, but for the lack of not wanting to fucking and, talk about politics, uh, yeah, the yes. dude's skateboarding out front of a Whataburger. Like, I'm sold. And now this one goes, uh, next question is, um, at same guy. No, no. At Amy loves coloring hair. She goes, will you have me on your show? And if, when I move back to essay, I don't know who that is. Um, well, I will say first off, um, I'm pretty selective about the people I have on the show. First off, because this was supposed to be just me by myself in the beginning. Right. Right. Um, don't move to San Antonio to get on the show. And one thing that kind of frustrated me, not with her, because Amy, you could definitely be on the show. We could talk about whatever, okay? Coloring hair. Coloring hair. We could do that. Thing is, don't ask me to be on the show if you never fucking heard it. I work with this one guy who's always like, when are we going to do an episode? When can I get on the show? I'm like, oh, which episodes? Do you li- oh, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, gunk, dude. Okay, like don't I, come at me like this, dude. I'm not getting over a thousand fucking downloads a month for you to see here, and I'm not saying this is some big shit, right? But, but at it's least something you work for and towards, and yeah. exactly, yeah, Ed Zachary, yeah. So don't come at me with that bullshit. No, I will say I've been listening to you basically do this for like almost 28 years now and i still fucking listen to the podcast which we can bring up later but one of your homies i got a problem with some stupid argument you guys got and you're both wrong and i just got to clarify some shit we get, do you want to get into that right now who was who was the homie where you're talking about is this the two-hour memorial day episode yeah what was his name uh charlie from Basuda charlie. Boys. okay here's the thing dominic no you don't have to read a book to enjoy a movie does it help? Yeah. And it, it can put the movie in context and you can see what you are not getting from the story. You said like, you know, you should read the book. Okay. Maybe you should, but you don't have to, to enjoy the movie. Okay. Yes. Yes. Now the even dumber fucking thing is he said reading a book is like, like less creative or fucking whatever than watching a movie. He's like, yeah, you just fucking sit there and like, he tells you what to think. And like you watch the movie first off, the most creative thing you can do is read a book because now you're creating your own image and what's going on in a book. Exactly. Because you're using your imagination. What a a good writer is telling you if they're a good writer. Yes. Watching a movie, you're literally getting the same thing as everybody else. There's nothing you have to. Exactly. There's one plane. Right. And don't get me wrong. Film is my favorite medium of all time. Yes. But that is dumb as fuck like now you're just undercutting books and this is why people are fine burning books and the library of alexandria happened and now everybody's fucking stupid true you know what's crazy where i work where i can't say our work but where i work our library which put us in the legendary category if all of humanity got nuked you leaving if if all of humanity got nuked there was the books that are in our library have enough to keep the human culture to like bring back. I believe it. It's just That's to insanity. Me, I think it's it's like one of the rarest 
a library book collections there is yeah. on planet Earth. No, I believe it. It's just like burning books and like disregarding knowledge, especially written word like that is just like, okay. But on, I will man. say, Charlie, come on, man. Pursuit of Boys, part of Sticker Fridge family, love the guy. That was a great episode, and he was hilarious the entire time. Oh, he was hilarious. He kept it up because yeah, for sure, I've, I I fell off the wagon on that one. Yeah, and. Uh, I blacked out for like half of it and I yeah. didn't want to even listen to it for like a week after it dropped. Then I finally listened to it and I was like, thank God Charlie was on point because yeah. Charlie doesn't drink. No, he was actually a very good guest and very entertaining. Dude, he he's seems hilarious. like a great guy. No, dude, he's fucking hilarious, you dude. Know. Like he could, any given Basuda Boy episode, he's the one that always gets me. I fucking love it. But then to have him here, dude, and he dresses always like a dad on vacation, like on the beach. He always wears floral button-ups, Hawaiian button-ups, and like, it's this fucking cat? And, uh, I don't know, like jeans, but he's just like, he's, he looks like he's on permanent vacation. Damn, dude. Well, if I ever meet him, I mean, maybe you'll stop blowing him for a second and I can, dude. Okay, sorry. That's, how I, that's why I have a gallon come in my fucking belly then. Okay, so next question was from, actually, you, at Christian Crusoe. Need a guest. Okay, oh. you're here. Cool. Uh, sure. All right. Now, this oh, actually, one... I asked a question that was on the first Charlie episode that you guys didn't put up, and the question never got recycled. What was it? You have to get rid of two appendages, both your arms, both your legs, or one of each, and which ones? Two appendages, both your arms, both your legs, or one of each? Yeah. Just one of each? Okay. Which I believe ones? it's my Wait. It's between your legs. My and your my arms. left arm. Okay. And my right leg. No. I'm <laughs> I want to keep my right arm and my left leg. Okay. Okay. Any particular reason? Well, I just feel like balance. Okay. And then I could figure that out. Like that's probably what I would do too, except I would do left arm Right Even, but like I'm not saying no left. I mean left it's horrible anyone that has to be in a wheelchair, but like that's right. also pretty dope though. No, this I'm it, you could get one wheelchairs are dope, dude. Uh, you, Don't act like you they're could get not. one robot leg and one robot arm. That's true too. And they're both like, you know, diagonal yeah. from each other, so you got like a kind of like I want one where I can like switch off and put attachments. That'd be dope. Well then it kind of makes you want to do like both arms if you can do that. No, because No. No, because Winter I want to like feel shit still. Okay, you know, even if they have the technology, but you want to, you got it's got to be real. Like you got to know it's real. I want to be able, like when I almost cut my thumb off that one time, and I get all the stitches and it cut through my tendon, and yeah. know if I was gonna be able to move my thumb, you want to roll both thumb. I I want I want I want at least one real arm to know I could still bleed. Ooh, and also <sighs> wiping your ass with a with metal and all that. Don't want that. Nope. That's true. But it uh, you also don't run the risk of that thing where you wipe and just for whatever reason, you just rip through all that toilet paper and you end up fingering your hole for a second. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm kind of into that. I mean, I, <laughs> it's a pick me up when I need it. Yeah, you know, it's not that bad. It's a little surprise gift from me. Yeah, for myself. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. All right. So. This is going to be a film question. Okay. From our boy at Taft Ewok 76. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, pre-game. Pre-game yeah. Andy. Is Space Jam 2 going to be better than Space Jam 1? Do you want the real first honest answer? 
Yeah. As a film, Space Jam 1 is fucking terrible. Oh, it was. Just, it, it was. But it's, it was nostalgic is why people like it. It's nostalgic as fuck. Um, but that's what I'm saying. It will only take so much for it to be better. better because it was... There's like 9 to 12 conflicting plot lines they're trying to pass off. There's all of this MJ stuff. I mean, I haven't watched it since I was like 9 years old, so it's I don't know. It's not great, but it's nostalgic. But I think as a film, I know they got the dude who directed uh, Black Panther to be the producer on it. You know what's so weird? What? That just popped up. Netflix for Black Panther. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's fucking... See? No, they're listening, man. Mm-hmm. They know. And it just said now. It's not even one minute. It just said now. No, I know. They, they're listening, dude. I'm I hope you. I hope they subscribe and rate and review too. Just, well, you got to give them a few more so they can start talking shit and you'll read them. Dude, that's fucking that's some weird shit right there. But anyways, I, I think it could be better. It's just I'm never gonna love LeBron like you know you love MJ when you're a kid in the '90s. You just true, and it's the Looney Tunes. Dude, I'm so over the debate when I hear people start talking about who's better, Kobe, LeBron, or uh, MJ. I'm like, and these people will have these arguments. And they will continue to have these arguments until there's another great one like that. And it's like you're arguing three different players that play three different ways. Yeah. That change the game and played three different eras. Right. Like, okay, it's like saying, who's a better band? The Beatles, Every Time I Die, or Lil Wayne? Okay. Yeah, no, I Doesn't I make understand. fucking sense. How do you... Well, it's... I mean, sports is... It's, a, it's objective, like music is it's all taste and like yeah there are stats, there are stat lines there are stat lines and there are a lot of things that you can just lean back on that on paper this person's the best but when it comes down to rating like quote unquote the bests of something then it's all taste then it's all personal and like you know what are you going to do after that other than just plea your case and then just accept the fact that other people have fucking favorites you know yeah like but that's once again, it's sports, so everybody wants to argue this shit. Yeah, it's that's tribalism at its greatest point. Like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, humans, of course, that is our shit. Like, tribalism's our shit. But, like, sports, like, first off, try to hold it down. Uh, like, the, like, yeah. Um, like, when people get mad when they bring their kids to sports games and you have people, like, you're, you're going to a place with a bunch of boozed up adults, right? And uh, they're going to hear curse words. Yeah. Don't. And they're going to be talking shit. They are. Like, I've seen people get knocked out at sporting events. Oh, yeah. Good. But, like, I, but you're not a sports guy. I know. I, when it comes to hockey. You or love hockey. the 03 to 05 Pistons. I'll say this. I mean, you're not like, I mean, you're not going to run off stat lines and player names and all that kind of stuff, no. but you know enough to hold a conversation. Like, yeah. And like, the, you know more about sports than the average guy, I guess, would, but you're not, that's not your shit. You'd rather well, watch a movie than a two and a half hour football to be, game. I used to be into sports heavy and like all sports, there was even a stint where I was really into baseball and I could tell you like everybody's like, you know, box scores and shit, but it's just, it's been a while. I don't think I ever really got into baseball. It was uh, a weird time like, in high school. I like watching it live, though. I've been to a couple Astros games. Yeah, we went together. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. You got your hair cut, right? Yeah, they, they did. They had, like, uh, some weird special. Did this, the Astro Dome, was it called the Astro Dome? I don't fucking know who owns yeah, it Yeah, whatever's in Houston. Oh, Minute Maid. Minute, Minute Maid, Maid Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. They had super cuts. They, it, was it was, like, a, a mall inside of the stadium. But there was, like, a up Insanity. over, it was over, like, a... Uh, outfield by like first base they had like the huge like balcony and they had a bunch of seats lined up 
uh, for sports cuts to do haircuts for free and you would like go up and get your haircut and they show you on the jumbotron and everybody it was all like white people that were getting in you know their little like oh I look like my daddy with like come over <laughs> and then i went over there and i was like, like my hair right now i got like the dopest seat right there on the corner over the whole field and i was like yo mohawk travis bickle style don't want to fade let's do this travis bickle uh robert de niro and taxi driver oh Dude, uh, sophomore year in high school is the first time I ever watched Taxi Driver with Brian, and he, I've had a mohawk ever since. Yeah, and that was what fourteen years ago. It's crazy for me that like I cut all the that hair off, and the chick that cut it, I went to uh, Diesel, mm-hmm. and she thought I was just gonna get a trim, and I was like, I'm doing a high bald fade zero on the sides, and she was like, Wait, what? Yep. She was like, Your hair is like gorgeous. It's thick. It's nice. I was like, Nah. Fine, take some home. I and want then, it gone. So I kept it in a ponytail. I was going to give it to Billy Bob because he used to talk shit about my long hair. Who's Billy Bob? Billy Bob's beds. <laughs> like the real one? Yeah. He talks shit about your hair? Dude, we talk shit to each other all the time. Oh, damn. You look like a hippie. And that's what Billy Bob says. Dude, Billy Bob is a hippie, bro. I believe it. Dude, he wears his little like purple, like a little glass like that. <laughs> little, I don't know. We're, 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 straying, we're straying off. So... Uh, Tafty Walk, yeah, that's your answer. Yeah, as a movie, it will could easily be better as an experience and for nostalgic pur- purposes. Who fucking knows? As long as the kids have fun with it now and they think it's a great movie, whatever. You know, understandable. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, it's a kids movie. If the kids love it's a, it, it is it. a kids movie. That's what I hate about when people like adults go see these like super hero movies, like the Marvel movies and stuff, and they're mm-hmm. like, "That was so shitty." Well, it was made for a 12-year-old, you fuck. Yeah. I like, think I think there is a big difference between it just, like, because I, I don't like it when people are like, well, that's not how it is, or that's not the like way. Like Deadpool. That's an adult one that right. you could say, okay, but, I just, but don't get mad because the but, fucking Green Lantern wasn't good enough for you. Well, like, if I was a parent, and, like, fucking if chachis. I was a parent and took kids to go see, you know, one of those movies, if it's, like... I didn't like it. I didn't like the way that this was or this was. It's whatever. But if it's like inherently like from the way it was made a shitty fucking movie, then I'm going to be pissed because I just watched a shitty fucking movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like when I when people bring up Suicide Squad, I don't bring up, oh, it wasn't. Never saw it. it good. It wasn't like, you know, oh, I didn't like it because it wasn't canon or because of this or that. That is one of the worst made movies I've ever seen in my life. Suicide Squad, that bad? The editing is the worst editing for as the entire duration of the movie is just garbage fucking editing. So when I leave, I'm pissed that this thing made hundreds of millions of fucking dollars. It didn't. Everyone dressed up like the whatever. I know. For Halloween. They sold even more costumes. Garbage, dude. Yeah, all it was was just like a stock boost, a hot topic. That's all that fucking movie was. Damn, didn't think about it like that. Yeah, dude. Like, that that movie's fucking garbage. And the thing is, some people, if you come up to me and be like, hey, I heard what you said about Suicide Squad, I'd be like, okay, and what? If they're like, it's a garbage movie, but I had fun and I was entertained, but it is a shit movie, that's fine. I love a lot of bad movies, but you have to recognize when something's fucking bad instead of trying to argue okay, that it's yeah. good. I do that with music. Like, right. I... Like Bon Jovi, like I love it, but I know it's not great music. Right, like a movie can be great, guilty pleasure. Yeah, like a movie doesn't have to be good for it to be great. Um, you know how you know you know how we do the podcast. Like we just we don't edit it. You know what I mean? We we don't cut it up. We go straight through. Um, right now I'm feeling pretty crazy, so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna pass this off to Marissa. 
uh, for a second, and I'm gonna like just try to settle my stomach real quick or something. You don't want to hit pause? You no, sure? no, no. Okay. So I want you. I want to hear Marissa's view. This is my sister-in-law. I want to hear your view on Suicide Squad and why. Well, we can talk about a different movie if you want. <laughs> yeah. What, what's another What's another movie that's out right now that you would... What actually, do, what do we just actually this would be kind of cool. The next question is, if you had to leave Texas, what would be the one thing you miss the most? Oh. The food. The food for sure. Damn. I mean, yeah, that's like... I'm, I mean, just moving out of San Antonio to Austin, I miss like good Tex-Mex yeah Tex-Mex like even Taco Cabana sucks in Austin like I it yeah it it's almost like they try and make it healthier because it's Austin like I'm not even gonna lie yeah like everything just tastes so bland no seasoning I think though like of all of the places that I've been like the one thing you actually do notice is that people in Texas are just more polite and whether you think so or not or feel it or not actually like kind of give a shit like you know driving when you drive by somebody especially on a two-lane road down the country and just you your hands up on the wheel and you give each other like the fingers like the two fingers like hey or like the nod or something like that when somebody lets you through you give them the wave and everything that is so not even a thing other places yeah and like if you if you're at the gas station or something and you let somebody in front of you in line or you know you let somebody in front of you in line anywhere they won't say thank you but they'll like look at you like you got some like ulterior motive or something and yeah for sure it's like texas it's not like that and texas is just like oh appreciate you and like that's it you know what i mean i that's probably what i'd miss the most just because it's like the hospital yeah, yeah, and like the common I courtesy mean, feels like it takes a shot. When I was in, it was either middle school or high school, my mom, my little sister, and I went to Georgia, and we drove there, um, and dro- we stopped in, I want to say Mississippi at a Chick-fil-A, and literally every single person, as soon as we walked in, stopped eating and just stared at us. Like, it was what? it was the weirdest thing. Like, they had never seen Mexicans before or something. It was the weirdest feeling. Yeah. No, I mean, this, <laughs> it's like, it, in Texas, yes, you could go in somewhere and be out of place. Yeah. But I feel like they'd be more prone to welcoming you into something or somewhere you're not used to. Yeah. Instead of just fucking staring at you mm-hmm. and, like, making you feel uncomfortable. It's just that or maybe people in Texas are just more to mind their own business. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's probably that's probably it. Well, we'll move on to uh, next question from my boy. Uh, see, when I read it from this thing, it's harder to read because it only shows part of it. So. I have to look through it. Or we can try and figure out what the rest would say. (laughs) This one goes, uh, it's my boy, uh, at Sean Solo TX. Sean, I don't know who that is, but what up, Sean? Dude, this guy, this guy is legit. When I very first started at Yard House back in the day, I wasn't even 21 yet, though. But this guy taught me how to sell. He taught me all about beer. He, like, made me. He made me where I'm at now. Okay. And I can't complain of where I'm at now at all. It's like very 
it's hard to get to where I'm at now. I got you. Um, and, but this guy was like, know your product, sell your product. He taught me um, how to like how to build your palate, how to pull out things from like smelling beer, drinking beer, and that helped me tremendously when I got into wine. Okay. He goes, um, do you like Denver? Do you like Death from Above 1979? Of course. Yes. And of course. Yes. Uh, it's November 9th, a cool day of the year to you. I guess you're playing in, I guess. In Denver? Yeah. Damn. I'd love to go. That's pretty sweet. Blow down then, legal trees and watch Death from Above? Yeah, I would love to. So, Sean, for sure, I'd love to. And then he goes, you like snacks? Yeah. So, <laughs> I think I'm kind of getting where he's going with the Sean, snacks. Sean, don't you? Yeah. Don't you love snacks? Uh, I love snacks. To answer that, fuck yeah, I like uh, I'm all about Fuck that. Fuck yeah, that whole thing. Fuck and, yeah, Sean. And then just like regular snacks too. Um, I don't really eat junk food or anything, but there, especially like since I haven't been able to really drink, period, yeah. um, my body is missing a lot of calories and it's missing a lot of sugar that comes with alcohol. Yeah. So I've been getting like insane cravings oh, for dude. sugar. I fuck up some sugar. Like, Anything like I, of course, being a bartender, you know, it just in the industry, you would have drinks after work, but you right. don't want to think about how many grams of sugar is just in a beer. Yeah. And then when you cut that out of your diet, your body is like, I want that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm digging snacks, bro. Like, oh, yeah, I'll go to the time wise across the street, bro. Fucking get some cool ranch Doritos, dude. Like a fucking okay. G. Go get some of those. uh uh, what do you call them? Like struce, not streusel. Put a little cream cheese on it. Oh, like a, a toaster pastry. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of yeah. those hitters, dude. Yeah. Uh, and then I do the uh, munchies, the spicy mix. Yeah, okay. The spicy mix, though. Okay. <clears throat> and one time, when I was going down uh, Corpus Christi, or not Corpus Christi, it was uh, fucking San Benito 956. Shout out, dude. Shout out Carlton Zeus 956. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they had they had the munchies mix, but it was a cool ranch mix. Never Ooh. seen it in San Antonio. Okay. Never seen it in San Antonio. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a sweets guy, dude. Like, cause she'll usually go for like the munchies or Doritos, definitely Doritos and shit like that. Dude, Airheads, Kit Kat, fucking Kit Kat, Butterfinger, like. Baby Ruth. I like, feel like when I was young, I really liked like fruit flavored sweets. Yeah, and then now that I'm older, I want like. Chocolate, oh, yeah. I alternate and caramel, yeah, Snickers all day, yeah, oh yeah, Snickers goes hard as fuck. Snickers goes hard, um, dude, like Baby I, Ruse I will for fuck sure. up an entire pack of Oreos by myself. Yeah. I could do that, but I'll I need milk with that. Oh. I eat like cereal. I'll pull it in a bowl and then pour cereal in it, or I mean, milk in it, just soggy enough. Cause I'm on that fucking soggy cereal train. Cause I, I hate that. Yeah, I hate that. I'm gonna dude. fuck if it cuts up my mouth, man. It's texture. It's flavor. I dude, can't I do like it, dude. the soggy texture. I can't do it. That's that's a. I I cook for a living. This is what I've been doing. Yeah. Texture has ruined so many things for me. Like I can't. Like I will eat if somebody's like I made this. Like try it and eat. It. I will, but I won't willingly eat a lot of stuff because of texture, man. Like even escargot. Escargot. I love it. It was delicious. Do you like oysters? No, because texture? of the texture. Do you like the flavor though? Yeah, it's pretty good as long as they're good oysters. But yeah, like, I really like. I'm thinking now. This kratom's hitting me so hard. It's like uh, a half chub loogie. Both of them. 
See, I don't, but I don't associate it with that. I don't know. Well, I'm just, but I'm trying to think of like a texture in food that I dislike. There's a no, cooked mushrooms. mushrooms. I just hate mushrooms, period. I'll eat them, especially if I'm cooking them to make sure they're good. But or if, you know, if they're sending me on a trip, then sure. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, personally, you can call uh, me a puss all you want. I put them on a peanut butter sandwich. Did I ever tell you a story? I, I tried to eat those mushrooms that were growing on the side of the Starbucks on Gilbo and Bandera. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I almost I died, dude. Yeah, no Low shit. Key. So like there was a, cause that, that was before I turned 21 and I was a cigarette smoker and that's where I'd hang out. It was like my <laughs> shit. So I was hanging out there one day and this bum was collecting mushrooms and it was growing on like the artificial bark that they have there. Good God. And so he was like, yeah, man, I've been collecting these and I've been selling them, man. They're, they're good stuff. And like, he was like pale white, like, like look fucked up. And I don't know. I went there the next day and I was like, well, I don't know why I took advice from a fucking bum. Bum, yeah. Um, But I was like, Free shrooms, free shrooms, free shrooms, free shrooms, free shrooms. So I went, and I, I would always drink a uh, not huckleberry tea, passion fruit tea, unsweet. Okay, tall or whatever the venti. Yeah, just give me the fucking biggest one, dude. Yeah. Um, I would do that, and so I washed it down, and then then I used my phone, like pre-smartphone, to look up. And they were like, yeah, don't eat that. After it was already in me, all of a sudden, I started feeling kind of like what I'm feeling now. Yeah. <laughs> like my arms like kind of went numb. Then I started getting dizzy and lightheaded. And so I ran to the Taco Cabana across the street, went in and just fucking oh, yeah. shoved it and just threw up. Like shoved my entire hand in my you throat. You just done it right where you were, man. And I felt like my kidneys. It's like I thought my kidneys were going to fail. It was God horrible. damn, dude. Yeah. There's, I kind of have a quick story, something like that. It wasn't me though. I was in, uh, when I was living in Austin for college with, uh, well, I was out with a bunch of my friends and, um, we had gone down the drag where Toy Joy used to be. Was it like 20? No, they just moved it. Um, I think, but they, uh, it was like. 20 something and MLK or Guadalupe and we were down there and we were going to go to Toy Joy because we were Joy with some the friends. Toy Joy is the trippiest place I've ever been. Yeah, we were with some friends that had never been and we were going to like go see what was up and as we were walking in there was a bum sitting there on the wall up against Toy Joy and Buffalo Exchange. I don't even know if that's there anymore but um, there was a bum sitting there. I he's forgot like, about Buffalo Exchange. He's like, hey, like like, uptown like, hipsters when, you, or whatever. when you guys got a square I can bum off you. And my friend, one of our friends was like, yeah, that's fine. Like I got and this dude. He's never smoked weed in his life. He's never done drugs in his life. Anything like that. He would drink, but that was it. That and smoke cigarettes. He's like, yeah, I'll bum you a cigarette. And so we're all going inside and he's like, oh, I'm going to stay out and have one. And like, I guess fucking talk to this guy or whatever. We're in toy joy. Why would he just trust? He was just, he's so naive and like, just didn't really get the picture. So we're in there for a while and we're like, yo, where the fuck's so-and-so at? Like, where is he? And we go outside, he's gone and the bum's gone. And we have what, dude? no idea where the fuck he is. So we're like, okay, maybe he like found some strange. He's on like, that crack <clears throat> pipe daddy life, dude. We're downtown walking around like day drinking, hitting like different bars and shit. He hits us up four, four and a half hours from Toy Joy when we last saw him. And he's like, hey, I need you guys to come pick me up. And we're like, where are you? He had never been to Austin before. He's like, So I he don't. doesn't know where he's at. He's like, I'm 
on a bridge. I don't know where my shirt is and I'm missing a shoe. What the fuck? We were fuck? like, dude, okay, like what bridge? And he was just, it was basically down off of like, you know, Chavez or fucking whatever, like the bridge going yeah, over yeah, the yeah. other side. And so we went and found him. Apparently, they were having their cigarette. And when they finished, the bum and this, the naivety of the situation, the bum was like, here, it's one of those like fucking Listerine breath strips. Oh my God. Blotted him all the way downtown. And he still doesn't even remember what happened to his shirt or his shoe. Dude, he may have gotten butt fucked. I don't know, man. But that fucking happened. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we just went literally like on the bridge. Why the up. fuck would you take a Listerine strip from a bum? I don't know. Bums don't have those. You think that would be the least <laughs> of his worries. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. the fuck would that even cross your mind? Is like, oh, something I should do. Like, dude, like, I don't even fucking know. But after that, he kind of like didn't really want to do much else. So, of, yeah, of course. That happened. He got Bill Cosby by a bum. It could have been Bill on Cosby. A list. Who knows? I don't know, man. I'm trying to make these accusations. I'm just saying. That fucking happened. Sweet Jesus. Okay. That was a crazy story. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't right. me, so I'm chilling. Let's see. Okay. This one is from At One in the Chamber. Ooh. It's our boy, dude. Marine, simplify. Simplify. If you had a friend who spoke to you the same way you speak to yourself, how long would you allow them to be your friend? I don't understand. How I speak. Well, actually, I'm, it says, how long would you let them to be? And then it cuts off. I don't know why it's not showing me the whole question. Friend that talks to you the same way you talk to yourself? I guess, like, yeah, like, I basically kind. No, well, no, I don't know. I, would, I mean, I would be annoyed with myself, but also I'd laugh at myself. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I hate myself, but I also give myself credit for shit that nobody else can do. So, yeah, that's kind of a that's a good question in a weird way. It's I was gonna say it's not a hard question and it's not a bad question, but I think. I don't know because I'm thinking of like the two or three like best friends that I have that'll tell me like what I need to hear. Yeah. And they, they maybe don't straight up tell me, but they won't disagree with me when I say some shit about myself, but they're also the first ones to bring me up when I'm in the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they'll do kind of the same things I do, but just the whole like, come on, man, you Christian Crusoe dog. Like for real, like it's going to, you going out like this or it's going down like this. Come on, man. Like, what are you even tripping Pick your for? fucking balls up, dude. Yeah, like, come on, man. It's, I, dude, I don't when, know. I'll have to say, man, Texas Andy, dude, it was one time. I was just, it was a bad part of my life when I was like, what, like 21, 22. It was just battles, popping pills. And when he came up to me and he basically said, like, I love you, man, but like, I don't want to be around you anymore. Like, I can't be yeah. around you. Didn't Brian do that too? Yeah, both yeah. of them. And that shit, that was probably one of the heaviest things. Like, the two closest people that's not family to me, yeah, that I consider family, saying that they just don't want to be around. Even you. hold my company, yeah. Even if I shut the fuck up, yeah. That was a rude awakening. Not yeah. a rude awakening. It was just. 
a, a conclusion. It came to yeah. like a kind of a, and I was like, that really pumped myself into like some, I handled it wrong though, because I handled it like, well, fuck you then. You yeah. know what I mean? But no, I, I needed to hear the things like that. Yeah. And they, they, when they told me that that was one of the deepest cuts, bro, I, I think I've ever felt like, yeah, from like relationships like, you know, dating, whatever, friendships, family relationships, to hear both of your closest friends tell you they don't they can't be around you. Yeah. That's that one hit heavy. Yeah. Fuck getting in the fields too with this Kratom, man. I, I, th- I think though, when when I was in college, I had um and this was like going through high school, like Oh, trying to like saying, you know, preaching, I'm like the good church boy, but I'm like the most hateful person ever. And I think like all these fucked up things about people that are just different than me. And I wasn't treating people I was with right. I wasn't being a good person. And I had an ex tell me like basically when we broke up that I was the most angriest person she's ever known in her entire life. And that I could be the greatest man in the world, but because of how I am and how I'm being that I'm just, I will never be. And I took it the wrong way, thinking, you know, we talking about I'm already going to be the best, and like I'm not angry, like I'm just, you know, blah blah blah. But it's this like just me, fam. Yeah, but then you actually stop and realize like what it takes to. And I'm not saying I know every single thing what it takes, but like what it actually takes to be just a great person, and to well, not, just to be a man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not even in like the an extremely fuck up and just be a man is well, just accepting responsibility yeah um accepting responsibility for when you're wrong um when you hurt somebody mm-hmm. when you know when you have a responsibility towards somebody that is greater than yours that but it's be, okay here's a theory i have okay when it comes to let's say animals or even Let's say robotics. I love sci-fi and like movies and shit like that. Let's just say like, you know, not human things. I think personally what allows or what gives something soul or a soul. Because, you know, everybody's like, well, does it have a soul? Empathy. Yeah, does that? Well, I think it's the understanding of self-sacrifice and understanding what sacrifice means and the weight that it carries. Because a lot of things can be empathetic but i think it needs that next level of giving everything you have like your life or whatever in order for something else to just maintain or to continue is what really gives somebody selflessness basically but just that maxed out like self-sacrifice when you understand self-sacrifice that's when you kind of like a soul is instilled in you because that's something that differentiates from you know everything to everything is you know would a robot be able to understand it would give its life for you know but it would have to come around on it on its own you know what i mean if you program oh this thing will jump in the way of a bullet because it's your security bot while you're out grocery shopping that's one thing but i mean like something that can think in act and feel on its own realizes like what sacrifice means and understanding that that's kind of when it takes on that because it almost blends the line of okay well is having a spirit or a soul more of a human element or more of just like almost like an ethereal element to Hmm. like just existence or 
are humans just the first ones that can put a word to it and, you know, break it down using, you know, language instead? Well, I definitely believe that, that we break it down because the animal kingdom, there's, they mourn, there's animals that are smart enough to mourn, but. Or that would put themselves in harm's way for That might be like the best definition of being a man I've heard or like. I think that's just the best definition of being a decent in human, existence. A yeah. decent human being. Yeah. Just part of the species, you know? I've always just thought self-awareness and empathy. I, I always I always try to stick to those. I think about that daily. I do too. How and that's, am I to the rest of the world? <coughs> and who? I don't know what these people are going through that are around me. Right. Because some people can get through. I mean, especially in the service industry, you got to put a smile on no matter Which is what. Everybody, and you never know who's got their mom's dying of cancer, and they're or, smiling or their grandpa they're just passed. Yeah, you know, or something like that. That's hard. I th- I gotta play with fucking balls right now. Right. No, that's. I mean, that's that's what I think. That was just my whole spiel. I think it's it. That's where it goes for me. I like to, you know, think about the depths of like kind of what makes it what, and that to me is what it is, you know. Yeah, ma, agree. You know, I agree. Um, you wanna hit pause so I can go pee real quick? Yeah, sure. Okay. Let's mercy one jump talk? on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, take the seat. All right, Kristen's gonna go pee. My sister-in-law. What's up? How you doing? Pretty good. I love your outfits. <laughs> so where do you like get your clothes? You're always like dressed so it's like your own style for sure. Like no one know. else dresses like you. But like where do you find these things? Like right now if the people you don't see it, it's like a silver, almost like silk looking mm-hmm. with a paisley design and then the inside's got like silk roses. Who's that on your shirt? Oh, it's Alabama from True Romance. Oh yeah. See, that's so awesome. Where do you find these things? Um, well, the shirt is from Das Bootleg. I mean, they make awesome. Das Bootleg? I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's a website. They mean, I mean, they make like awesome t-shirts for mostly movies and stuff. Um, this jacket I think I got from like Goodwill or something. That's fucking dope. <laughs> that looks like a jacket. Like if you just put like Kanye West's name on it, it would sell for like ten thousand dollars oh yeah probably how much did you cop that for i don't know probably like six seven bucks oh my god that's a fucking steal (laughs) that's an ipa at a bar yeah (laughs) that's crazy hell yeah so how how's it going i know y'all went to austin now you're back san antonio yeah what's going on with the journey the ventures still trying to figure it out that's all right (laughs) hell yeah that's what's up is that new ink on your arm Mm-mm. Oh, no, okay. God, I wish. I, I've been wanting for a long time. <laughs> what was your first tattoo? My first tattoo is the one in between my hip bones, and it's a Psalms 8510. Psalms what? 8510. 8510? Yeah. Love and righteousness meet together. Um, faithfulness and peace kiss each other. Or I'm saying a couple oh, of words dope. backwards, but yeah. It's, huh. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Fuck yeah. Was it kind of like you got the tattoo bug and you're like, I need another one after that? 
Or did you have oh, a long yeah. time between? Uh, well, I got my first tattoo when I was 16, so I wasn't old enough. 16? Yeah, I wasn't old enough to get it, and I hit I'm it pretty from sure that my... spot's pretty painful, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's been so long, but um, I had to hide it from my parents for three years before they found out about it. And then once they found out... I mean, they couldn't really tell Can't me anything. anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I was already moved out of the house and shit, yeah. so it didn't matter anymore. I wasn't spending their money on it. I don't know. It was weird. I think Christian definitely got tattooed before me. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents really weren't. It was weird because I think like inside they wanted tattoos. Yeah. I kind of feel like that. Because I remember one time my dad went and he bought us, you know, those like sleeves. sleeves? Yeah. <laughs> he like bought someone was wearing them and like he liked it. And I was like, you like it. You do like it. <laughs> um, but I don't know if it's I, definitely my dad could take the pain and my mom. I mean, but the worst spots, I mean, I have my ribs done, but my elbow Oh, um, my God. That's like the one spot on this arm that hasn't been done yet is my elbow. It, and that's because I'm, I'm I had to go over it twice, too, because <laughs> ink really doesn't sit. Mm-hmm. So you have to get like multiple. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not excited for that. <laughs> What's your next tattoo idea? Do you have one? Yeah. Because um, my last tattoo is this one on my finger and it's my grandfather's initials. Um I'm probably going to get, because um, my grandma, she's the one that taught me how to sew and stuff. So I'm probably going to get Dead. a little spool of thread and like uh, a needle, and it's going to like spell out her name right Aww. here on my wrist. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you have someone you go to? Yeah. Uh, his name is Mike Williams in Austin. Christian's, oh, okay. Yeah. Christian's been going Mike to Williams in Austin. Does he have a handle on Instagram? I'm sure he does. Because uh, that guy He's does amazing work. The bearded gentleman. Yeah, okay. That's what it At is. the bearded gentleman, yeah. dude. This guy does great work. If you're in the tattoos, you want to get a new tattoo. The bearded gentleman is the man. Yeah. So let's, uh, Marissa, while he's out there having a stogie, let's. Um, this is coming from at just straight flexing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> says, "What's the worst gift you've ever received?" <laughs> Damn. That's a really good question. Um, jeez. Damn, that's a good question. One time, I, I went over to a friend's house, and they were doing. I was really, I was younger, obviously, but uh, they were doing Molly, but like pure MDMA. Uh huh. And he was like, "Hey, man, I'll give, I'll give you some of this for free." And the shit he bought, we all to this day think was meth. <laughs> so we like parachuted fucking meth. And I was like, oh, awesome. Free Molly. And next thing I know, I was we were all huddled up like white as ghosts sweating. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, do we call the cops? Do we not call the cops? Like, what do we do in this situation? I kind of had, I guess, a similar situation, too. It was me and a couple other friends. We were at a party in this. Uh, I don't even I didn't even know who they were. But um, they're like, oh, we got a bunch of Adderall that we just like took out of the capsule or whatever. It's just like the powder. Oh, powder. Or yeah. 
And they're so we're like, okay, let's snort it because we wanted to stay up like later and stuff. But we're pretty certain it was meth as well. Dude, <laughs> what did it feel like? Did it burn? Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was a horror. This shit looked like little icicles. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, oh, it, maybe it it's just a better like, like grade. Sea salt or something like yeah. real granular and stuff. Yeah. Man, Adderall though. That Adderall stuff, puts me to sleep. Yeah, I, well, I I become very quiet mm-hmm. because I think I'm supposed to be prescribed. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't like amphetamines really. Um, they were even when I was talking right like, like when I was talking to my probation officer, you know, it's kind of almost like therapy. Like mm-hmm. they sit down, they talk about you know this and that, mm-hmm. and I told him like, you know, he asked me what drugs have I taken and whatnot. And I told him like I've done cocaine and you know I've tried Adderall things like that. Um. I don't like it. I'm normally a super hyper person. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, it has like an adverse effect on me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like it just, it's weird. Like I focus, I guess more, but I'm quiet. And like yeah. my mind though, instead of running in like five directions, dude, this fucking cat, <laughs> Uh, instead of running in like five directions, it's just running in like one. Yeah, well, and I, mean, I don't isn't like that it. Though, know what it's supposed to do. I guess so, but like that's even how like cocaine made me feel. Uh, I mean, every time I've ever taken Adderall, I literally fall asleep. Like, <laughs> it just puts Sometimes me out. That's a good thing. <laughs> Shit, yeah, I always like that. So this one. Yeah. Well, one of the questions is, uh, what is the worst gift you've ever received? You got to jump in, though, because yeah. this mic's not going to pick it up. Did you guys already answer? No, I haven't. I, I we kind of went off into... Oh, I went to a friend's house when I was young. I was like 21, 22. And he was like, hey, let's do some Molly, and it was going to be free. And it was ex- very expensive, like MDMA at the time. Yeah. Oh, I tried to refill that. I think I did it wrong, but you'll still get some. Okay. I don't know how to take that off to refill it. I don't okay. know if it's refillable. It looks like it should be. It should be. It's all metal. Uh, but anyways, it ended up, we all think it was meth. So it was a horrible gift to receive. <laughs> and I, saying, I had a similar story. <laughs> yeah. I guess someone, like, apparently, like, pulled apart some Adderall and snorted. And they were like, yeah, I think yeah. it was meth. And that's, they said it was Adderall, but I'm pretty certain it was meth. Yeah, the first time I ever did ice is because somebody told me it was coke. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. The first time I ate halibut because someone told me it was tuna. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Do you have Do you have a worst gift you ever received? I don't know. That's a good question. It is, and that's really coming from question. at just straight flexing. But I feel like it's one of those things where you, unless it was like a really big fucking deal, like you only remember the good ones. Because I remember like the best gifts I've gotten, but I don't know about. Through the worst gifts, I can think of the best. I don't know about the worst. One of my favorite gifts it was a shared gift between you and I on Christmas when we got a PlayStation One. We're going to talk about that towards the end because I want to get in on that a little bit. Um, the new PlayStation Classic that's coming out. Oh yes, I want because they, so they've only announced five games for it. But what are the five? Uh, Final Fantasy Seven, of, of course. But the thing, okay, what I say is if they add eight and nine, that's the only console I'll ever need because over the past three yeah. years, she's seen me play all three of them. And I just, I, if they could be all in one and I could save all in one system, I don't have to fuck with it. 
fantastic. But it was uh, Final Fantasy VII, um, Ridge Racer Type Four, Wild Arms, which is great, Tekken Three, and Jumping Flash, which is I don't know what Jumping Flash is, but Jumping Flash is like uh, considered. And I know a lot of people talk shit, but it's considered like technically the first 3D platformer. Actually, we just watched the thing on last night. Remember that game? Um, it was on a demo disc, but the Ghost in the Shell game. Oh, yeah. Like, made by this. They did uh, it jumping. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, it was made by the guys before that. The same guys that did the Ghost in the Shell PS1 game did that, did Jumping Flash. And it's considered yeah. the first 3D platformer. My, I, they're going to be, they're gonna, they got to put like Jet Moto on it, one of them. Um, I don't think they're going to put any of Crash or Spyro because they just did the trilogies. Yeah, uh, I have the trilogy, the Crash Bandicoot one. I'm assuming one of the Tomb Raiders. Um, got to be Tomb Raider one. Yeah. Classic. Um, Start well, off in the pit with a tiger and all that. Yeah, and there's a few, but obviously, like, that, I still have, like, I get seven. Final Fantasy seven is the reason that the PlayStation is even a console. Because they one of the greatest RPGs, but didn't they say they're going to release Final Fantasy VII for PS4 remastered? Well, no, no. When's that happen? They're remaking it. Well, I thought it was supposed to come out like two years ago. Well, they've been saying that for fucking ever, but they're they're actually like redoing the entire game, so it's gonna. That's why it's taking so long. It's not them just remastering. You want to talk about something that I've been waiting for for years? That's dropping tonight. What the Carter Five? Oh yeah, that is. I thought that was Friday. Little Wayne's birthday. He's dropping oh. it at midnight. Today's his birthday, the 27th. Oh, cheers, Wheezy. Cheers to Wheezy F, baby. Please say to baby. Ain't what he used to be, but he's... Nah, he's still the goat. He's coming back to... Yeah, he's recorded more songs than Dolly Parton. He's had more hit singles. I think he's finding his way again. I think I, so, I too. I hope he's getting back to where he's going. Because even that uh, pistol on my hip, I didn't care for it. But that second verse, he found a little old Wayne in there. And... Of course, but it's like, how do you keep coming up with new stuff when you've done so much for so long like even in music it's like there's only 12 notes how like when you're writing riffs like how do you keep making new ones up how does this guy keep playing with the english language and still trying to be creative and then people judge him about it i think it's because a lot of years in between he was just kind of making not great music like all of his auto-tune shit i can't stand it because, uh, like, I would say, what, in between Carter 2 and right before I'm Not a Human Being? I'm a dumbass. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I got some in my mouth when I tried pulling it. But, um, like, there used to be a point where nobody could deny that he was the greatest rapper alive. But then it got to the point where it's like, you know, he got out of jail. And it just it fucked with him enough to where he, he just kind of wasn't, you know? But I get that there's a lot of other people because of him that became, like, some of the greats. But... I just want to hear him get back to that shit. Like, any of the twos and threes of his records. I mean, Carter Four was okay. Well, I always think his mixtapes are better than his albums. Yeah. Like, I think uh, No Ceilings 1 and 2. No Ceilings 1 and Drought 3. Drought 3. Drought Drought 3 is... Him a chain? That's probably one of the best hip-hop... Hello? I mean, meeting gummy bears in the studio it was shit. everyone and no one could <coughs> figure it out he was dropping triple entendres on people and people were like what the fuck this guy's on next level yeah but i think with that <coughs> that style and that era that i loved with him no ceilings capped it off because uh what was that song um was a band from tv or watch my shoes watch he's my like shoes. sir around the cell 
Yeah, high, that's what she's like. Bird wake up in the, the wake, wake up in the morning. Uh, I can't even remember. But then when he's like, I don't splurge around no hoe, no, I don't shine yeah, in front of no bitch. Because after she they, get off my dick, I'd be like, like fine in front of bitch. bitch. I don't know why. And the fuck your bitch keep coming by. And the fuck your bitch a hundred times. The fuck your bitch got on my my fucking dick. I call it dicky. Yeah, like after I heard that, I was like, okay, that when uh, you know. At the very beginning, no swag ceilings, surfing. motherfucker. Good morning, dick, dick in, in your mouth, mouth while you're yawning. I'm yawning. Gotta why you started me. Mommy, why you started me. I bring it to your front door like you ordered me. Yeah. Hey, talking about lyrics, this is crazy because this was an old notebook that uh, I had and I never really used it. I would write random things in it mm-hmm. and then I started it as my podcast notebook. So from episode one all the way. I know that was some random rambling from back in the day. I have all my numbers from like when I started it to all my notes from every episode and every guest and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And so episode 21, that was this next page. And I saw this. I wrote this apparently. I don't know when. Okay. This is a gift that um, at Cat Meow got me. When we used to hang out at IHOPs and, and you could still smoke cigarettes so years ago. Okay. But I guess I was trying to write a blues song, and it says, I write in cursive, I can't even read my own cursive, it says, if there is one secret, I can't, hold up. Let me try and read it. If there is one secret I can't keep, I taught the weeping willow how to weep. If there is one secret I can't hold, I taught the oak how to withstand the cold. Hmm. That's pretty dope. I don't know if maybe that is a song, and I was just trying to remember it and what, wrote it down. Ass mofuku? Yeah, I don't know, but um, okay. Anyways, hell yeah. I mean, I'm not against poetry. I actually <laughs> love it. Ooh. <coughs> All right. <coughs> they make kratom <coughs> in um capsules or like a uh, pen form now. Pretty awesome. All right, next question. Oh, it's from my friend Heather. At H-E-A-D-E-R-M-A-R-I-A-U-H. Okay. Uh, I think this is probably... I'm going to have to answer this one. Okay. Uh, it just says, uh, favorite and least favorite bartending jobs you've had. Okay. But you've been... You've done... Jobs, you've you, know? do, you worked at Boston's Pub before. I, I can elaborate on that. But um, that was a very important job for some certain for, reasons. For me, this one's pretty straight easy. Like the worst was when I was bar backing because it's not a fun, it's not a glorious job, like right. in general, but you have to do it to get to that next step. Right. Like literally your pay increase. Level. Exactly. Like the step from becoming be a bar back to a bartender, you literally, your pay is tripled. But you have to do the shittiest shit. Right. And mm. we opened up Red Square Bar and I loved everyone that worked there. I love, I'm not going to name names, but the management there. I love the bartenders that were there. They're still my friends. But that job fucking sucked, dude. And I will tell you this about fe- male and female restrooms. Oh, yeah. No. Now, the male restroom... The worst you'll get, a little piss on the floor, maybe a guy punches a hole in the wall. That's maybe. it. Maybe. 
A women's restroom in a vodka bar? Fuck it. Dude, you know when you put pennies in your hand and then let it sweat a little bit and you smell all that copper and all that iron? At the end of the night, at 3 o'clock in the morning, you're cleaning it and there's menstrual blood all over the toilet seats. There's piss on the floor. There's like lipstick marks. That's your job to clean it. Yeah. So you can get 10% of the fucking tips. Yep. Sucked. Yeah. Best bartending gig I've ever done. They both revolve around shows. Floor's okay. Country Store was, I did two seasons there, and that was by far one of the coolest because I got to see so many bands, and I was a badass bartender, so they put me in the green room bar, which is one of the busiest bars as well. And so I got to like be really like in contact with all the musicians. But I have to say, I can't remember what year it was when I worked, I bartended the rodeo at the Frontier Club. Dude, the greatest bartending gig I ever had in my life. And in we did, oh, what's her name? Shania Twain. No. Who's the, who's the redhead? Leanne uh, Rhymes? Leanne Reba? Reba McIntyre. It was like a Wednesday night. And Reba was playing in the rodeo. And we got hit so hard, and the Frontier Club went off the busiest. I've never seen, I honestly don't think I've ever seen a musical artist, maybe besides the Eagles on the History of the Eagle tour I went to, mm-hmm. pull that many people than Reba McIntyre. That okay. woman has a following like none other. I made, mm. I made $980 in seven hours. Damn. <laughs> all cash dude. and all i was doing is pouring crown and cokes and cracking lone stars damn so by far damn. that I, one has to be my favorite bartending job i ever did i didn't bartend but i worked at two bars i was the door and then i would restock at the end of the night if i want to tip out i worked at boston pub which is no longer there and pirates tavern which who knows but as is I, that place still open? I have no idea. But what I do remember is that Pirates, even though it was in a shitty side of town, I learned I was a lot better at dealing with people. Like I got, I Sorry, people. This cat is playing with his balls, and he's neutered. He's playing with these other balls. But uh, I learned at that job how to like you know talk to people to keep fights from happening because I don't want to get in fights. Yeah. But also, there was this chick that would come in at least three or four times a week super sweet. I got to kind of know her. I never got her real name because she's always with her with a different dude. And she was, you know, she was a date for the night, but I would watch her run the pool tables on so many motherfuckers. Oh, turns out she's a prostitute. That's also part of a billiards team. And she taught me how to hustle people and to get better at shooting pool, which was great at Boston pub. That's when, I was still drinking, but I quit drinking. Um, it, I thanks to you, it did have a lot to do with hey, Christian, come pick up Dominic. Like he's gonna get in a fight, or like you know whatever, and I'd come get you. That made me not want to drink more, but also the friends. I had a lot of friends that would just come in just to hang out with me. Like they get a drink here or there, but they would go just to chill with me. That's true. Yeah, and they would just chill at the front. And they would they started bringing weed, and before I had you know I had smoked, but never like that's what I did. But that's when I, how I was able to transition over to not drinking at all and just smoking. And then also the last few fights I've gotten into were at that bar. And that kind of gave me like, okay, well, 
at least if there's like one to two drunk dudes, you can hold your own. So that was kind of a personal thing too, you know? And of the fights that I got in, I, you know how I talk shit. It's very subtle and it might take you a second to get it. But like they, the fights that I got in were kind of my fault, but these dudes were being fucking drunk asses the whole fucking time anyway. So they got what was coming. Yeah. There's a lot sometimes, I mean, with alcohol, you can't stop, you know, yeah. an avalanche. No, I know. From fucking coming. And then down. when I start talking shit, I can't stop. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty good at that, too. I love talking some shit. Oh, yeah. I've gotten real good. Yeah. You have to, though. You have to be a smart ass as a bartender if you want to be a good one. Well, that, but uh, going from. You have to. Um, like, you just have to be quick and you have to be snappy with them. Oh, yeah. Because you're running the party. This is your party. Right. They're coming to your party, okay? You don't fuck around at yeah. my parties. I, I think it started, though, because uh, <clears throat> from when I got out of private school, I was in fourth grade. I thought you were going to say prison. <laughs> no. <laughs> it started with a P. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, out of private school, fifth grade and sixth grade were both different schools, and like I didn't have that many friends, and I did get pushed around and like bullied a bit. But I also would sit around and, you know, if somebody like was talking shit and like slam me up against a locker and would just talk shit, I would keep it to myself. But after years of just hating bullies and having so many responses and shit, you know, talk to me and about me. Now it's just gotten to the point where I have something for everything. It doesn't yeah. matter what you say. Like I've thought about it and that's a horrible way of spending your time thinking about, you know, like comebacks, comebacks. or whatever. But if you're just getting bullied and you don't want to take it anymore yeah then you just start talking shit you break people down with words like we talked about earlier how it felt like when brian and andy told me that. yeah except that shit i'll insult your intelligence though yeah that's fun that's the fun part is if you don't have anything nice to say make it destructive and clever as fuck yeah and also i love like calling people genius or einstein with that just to like cap it off i call one of my friends an imbecile and he didn't know what it meant (laughs) I almost had an aneurysm, but you know, he probably didn't know what that meant either. God, and he, it, and it was because of a flat Earth debate. I called him a straight Don't. up imbecile. No, I know I'm not going to get into it because I just get angry. I will say this though: like I went down the rabbit hole and watched about three and a half hours of flat Earth videos, and it wasn't because it was like I was just in shock. Yeah, that people were that dense. Yeah. I think my biggest problem... I couldn't problem, figure it out. I was like, are you... You are really... I don't know. I, well, it's like, it's, what the fuck? Is it, you think it's a Truman show? Like, I, think, I, I don't get it. I think it's the same thing with all these anti-vaxxer people that are now... Yeah, now we got people having measles in elementary school. I know, shit that we eradicated a long time ago. And with the flat earth thing, all you're doing is shitting on hundreds, possibly even thousands of years of... People way Research. smarter than you. Research and like science. People won Nobel prizes and shit for stuff like this, and you're just saying no. You got it figured out. Like you don't think. Like I just yeah. Elon Musk. I just don't fucking get it. Yeah, it took to took a fucking car. Yeah. How the earth is round. <laughs> he fucked up though. He could have been the overlord by now, but he already fucked up. Why by hitting that on Joe Rogan? No. No, not at all. Just by letting that Twitter, just yeah, Twitter just, at all. Like he uh, shouldn't have been on it. Like he, I mean, I was convinced he built a portal, like a slight window into the future to see what the technology was like. I mean, he just fucking, 
you know, he was he's on something that nobody else is on, but he he's just fucking it up by showing how human he actually is, you know? That's the one thing you don't want to do. And he did. So what are you going to do? He's still brilliant. And I still... Look- I don't think he fucked up that way. I think it made him greater because showing that he's that human. He has anxiety. He right. he he. <clears throat> he's exactly like us. It's just we don't have that many people come... You know what? Actually, we don't have that many brilliant people like that that have been able to expose themselves because of social media. Okay. Because there have been minds like Elon Musk way before. I mean, we go all the way back to ancient Greece and like the pre-Socratics and all that kind of stuff. But like the people, let's say like all the geniuses from like 1800s, 1900s that were out there, but didn't have a platform to deliver their message. I agree. They're just lost in time. Right. We found him. I think we're lucky that we have Elon Musk in our lives. To live in a generation to have Elon Musk there. Right. That's fucking amazing. I don't disagree with you at all. Do you agree that vegans shouldn't be able to use gasoline since it's... Fossil fuels? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Awesome. I just want to throw that one in there. If you want to use dead dinosaurs, why can't I eat a dead thing? You know? I'm always trying... Dude, you know what I got on a fucking ticket the other day? A plant paradox diet. Wait, what are you talking about? That was their diet. That was their. What do you uh, mean on a ticket? Okay, so like they call them chits. Like so when oh, someone comes work? to work, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got pulled over, no. and the cops like <laughs> the cops like you're on a plant paradox. Yeah, I was no, like, what no. the fuck? Yeah, I've dude, been I've been working boy. in the kitchen for almost 14 years. I know what the fuck a chit is and yeah, a ticket yeah. is. I didn't know what yeah, you were talking a plant about. Plant paradox diet. What does that even mean? It's apparently, it's a diet. Where you try to consume as many lectins as possible, which is like, uh, it's something that's like found in like tomatoes and shit like that. Why it's called plant paradox, I don't fucking know. And these people were some pretentious ass motherfuckers. And then they didn't want to, they were asking, we have like 250 wines and they were over here asking me about which ones that were like, all green organic wines because they were like all these other ones got sprayed by like agent orange and I don't want to get cancer by drinking wine and I want a plant paradox diet and like dude you ever just like that's like those kind of people you just want to like eat a hamburger just I don't even know you know what and then they just ordered whatever they wanted off the menu anyways and then up ordering like a by the glass wine that was definitely from a farm that used pesticides. What the? <laughs> so fuck? I don't even know why. Maybe they, I don't know. No, no. I have. I I can't stand if you if you go out to a restaurant, and that's the same from the food perspective. If you go out to a restaurant, let's say a nice fine dining restaurant, and you are not prepared to order the dish that the chef created on the menu yep. as is, and agreeing, eat it, agreeing, then agreeing, you go home. Fuck your mother, eat shit and die. Like, what is yep. wrong with you? You it, damn. It's it's like I just I don't create this, your own menu. Well, no, I heard this thing on. Uh, That's why I get pissed off. Our our chef is so amazing, and and people want to remove things from the dish. We don't have a lot of things on our menu, right? 
And it's because it's not what they're you all want. perfect, and this is what the chef wants. You remove one fucking thing, you destroy it, and then you want to complain about you it. You don't get to consume art on your terms. Ooh, and how it's I just I will tattoo that shit on my forehead. Bro. I was just listening to a podcast <laughs> where this chick was saying that her boyfriend fucked this guy. They didn't give names, but fucked this dude so hard. He watched Game of Thrones completely out of order. Like every season, like all over the goddamn place. But that wasn't the worst part. He was going to show it to his brother, but only show him episodes by character storyline. And he wouldn't show him the ones that he didn't think were important. And that's how his what brother. What kind of fucking sociopath is That's this? what I'm saying. Like you, you don't fucking yeah. consume art and break apart art and take it the way you want to if you don't take it how the artist intended it you don't take it at all and you remain uncultured swine like that's mm-hmm. just how it is and it's the same thing with food if you oh well i can't eat that then you order a different fucking dish yeah and if you don't know how you want your food grow the fuck up and come back later or if, go to somewhere that's on your tier like yeah. a fast food or what a burger Go to Burger King. Have it your way. Oh, going back to that one question. One thing I would miss about Texas if I left, definitely a Whataburger. Absolutely. There's just something about it. Anybody who says In-N-Out, there's no. Oh, because it says animal style or whatever the fuck. It's funny because I just we just heard this thing that was talking about how In-N-Out, they they're very good about fresh food. They don't order food for, from a certain radius of each restaurant, so it'll get there fresh enough. It and it still fucking sucks. Yep. Tell me how that works. I no, you're gonna go. You're gonna know. get a weak ass fucking burger, a s- just soggy sack of sadness that they call French fries and watered down brown drink with a sugar packet in it that they call sweet tea. You know what was so awesome about my last experience at Whataburger? It was when I recorded episode 19 with Eric. Mm-hmm. After the episode, we went to the Whataburger right down here off Blanco. And their customer service was phenomenal. So we're sitting there, and he had to go somewhere. He was housed. He was looking for a new place. I think they're moving out of wherever, downtown. And um, so he was on a time limit. They didn't know that, though, right? And all we ordered was, I just ordered a sandwich because I don't, yeah, fucking no. fried foods yeah. fuck me up. I don't do that. But so I get a sandwich, he gets his meal, and it took 15 minutes to get our food, which isn't long. I didn't even mind. We were having a conversation. They didn't know we were in a time crunch. She comes back, the lady, the manager who was cooking the food too, apologized about the time. Asked for my debit card to refund my money for the meal. And I said, you don't have to do that. She goes, no, it's my pleasure, please. Comes back and said, something happened with your bank account. I can't put the money back in your bank account. So I did a pay it out. Here's it, uh, like wow. $15 in cash. We got the worst customer service last time. Seriously? They like lost our ticket. It took us like an hour to get our food and the managers and shit didn't even give a fuck. It was some tiny scrawny little like high schooler chick that was like, I'm sorry guys, what's your order? I'll do it right now. It still came out fucked up, but I mean that still doesn't Weird. put in and out over Whataburger. I still, uh, I feel like I've had amazing customer service every single time. That was the worst. That was the only bad time I think I've ever had. Yeah. It was never really as bad as that. Like it was in comparison, damn. Yeah. 
I just felt like to go in and do a paid out in your cash drawer, pull $15 out to give me my money back when I didn't even have a complaint or anything. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. No, we got fucking shafted. Yeah, well. And we were on a time crunch trying to get back to Austin before it was fucking late as hell. We were there from like, what, 10 p.m. to almost 11.15? Waiting to get our food just so we could go back and make it home in time before like 1 a.m.? Yeah. Like, come on, man. That's for the birds. Well, shit, man. So, um, we're about an hour and a half into this thing, man. Oh, yeah. You want to hear a joke? Yeah. What is the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? You don't pay for... Gar- I haven't paid... I've never paid $300 to have a garban- garbanzo bean on my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that joke. That's a fucking good one. That's my favorite. Yeah. Hell yeah. You heard my cheers that I love so much, right? Yeah. Cheers to the birds. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking storks that bring the good babies, the ravens that bring the bad babies, and the swallows that bring no babies. <laughs> no, I love that chickpea in your face, man. Never. That's so fucking weird. You ever look into like the R. Kelly cult? Yeah. That shit is so weird because these people don't, like the women that are in his cult yeah. want to be in it. And are like their parents can't contact press tra- them. They, or- well, they can't press charges because they don't have consent from the the women in this cult. Yeah, and like he makes them dress up, wipe his ass, do all this weird shit, dude. Yep. How yeah. does that? How does that shit get away? And then you just hashtag me to someone, and they lose their job. I don't know. I mean, I just saw a video of a woman today with her two daughters saying that groping and getting groped by men is perfectly fine and normal and that it happens to them all the time and it's fine and everybody's just making a big deal out of it while their like middle school and high school daughters are standing right behind her, like nodding with her. It's like, all you're doing is teaching these chicks that's okay. Like you going to be a fucking lacrosse team's party time if you keep your mind like that. Gang bang. Yeah. Like what the fuck, man? Like that's. That's child abuse. That's it just is child abuse. And she's sitting there just blatantly saying, yeah, it's cool. That's my child. child abuse, so. Yeah. Grab by the pushy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's apparently it's cool. Whatever. Sorry I was raised Fuck a certain that. way. I think we went through all the uh, the mailbag. I think okay. that was everything in the mailbag for today. Hell you. Um, And again... Hey, thank you for everyone that's been listening. I don't want to close it out just yet, but Christian, my brother, was on, I think, episode three or four. Four, I think. Four? Yeah, I think so. There was something that went wrong with our microphones that episode. It's not very noticeable, but um, that was part of the learning curve. So if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, um, I hope hope that you like how we've progressed through it because there was a lot of, uh, you know... We started with intro music. We did a whole bunch of stuff, and I think we're on a good wave. So, um, as always, if you have people that want to listen, uh, if you have an Android, you have a friend, you're like, want to get them on the podcast, the Stitcher app is awesome. I think it's the best podcast app. I'm not on Spotify, I'm on every other platform of Spotify. And if you just want to, just Google Domcast, D-O-M-C-A-S-T, and you'll find a link somewhere. Stickerfridge.com slash Domc. And if you, this is an Apple podcast, so if you have the Apple app, 
Um, don't just listen to my podcast. Listen to others. Get into some other things. It's like Director's Showdown. Director's Showdown. Yeah. That's Sticker Fridge Family. We have Late Night Swipes. Basura Boys. Basura Boys. And then, but branch out. Go into news. You know, Washington Post. Get into Joe Rogan. Bill Burr. The, I think the greatest to ever do it. I, th- I If I could give some suggestions too. Yeah. Um, there's uh, How Did This Get Made, which is really good. It's like uh, Paul Shear, um, June Diane Rayfield, and Jason Manzukis breaking down movies, usually live, which is great. Um, me, uh, My Brother, My Brother, and Me, which are the McElroy brothers. They're fucking hilarious. It's basically a question and answers, but they find really bad questions on you uh, Yahoo asks and all this shit. They're fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and then um, fantasy, no, not fantasy fiction, um, Tales from the Tavern. It's uh, run by this uh, Tales from the Tavern and Goosebuds. Goosebuds, it's these three guys. I've been following their careers for a long time, but they basically read and break down Goosebump books one issue at a time. And every once in a while, they'll do the choose your own adventure ones and read them live and see how they would, you know, fare. Because you could probably read those books in like 10 seconds. Yeah, that, but that's it's a great show. And then they also do uh, a couple of the guys do. Um, Tales from the Tavern, which they write these ridiculous as fuck high fantasy stories, basically just to make each other laugh with a prompt from, uh, you know, viewers and listeners and stuff. They submit prompts through the Patreon, but they write these hilarious stories. And there's actually a really, really big episode coming up that's actually spanned not just like five episodes, but two podcasts. But they're, you can almost jump in at any point and they're hilarious. That's what Tales up. from the Tavern. All right, tells them fantastic. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. All right, well, dude, love you, man. It's been a good one. Yeah, almost a two hour. Anything else you wanted to touch on? Uh, Philip Wolf will be doing. I was supposed to be doing a live podcast this Saturday at Hotel Discotheque at Stone Oak. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it just because of uh, work, but. Everyone else should go out. It's going to be, he's going to throw a show. There's going to be multiple artists. They're going to have uh, fashion designers, hair. I mean, everything creative okay. in San Antonio. Um, I think it's free. You just got to show up. I think so too. I saw that on uh, Instagram. I think it's 6 p.m. So go look at Philip Wolf. Uh, it's Philip with two L's on Instagram. Or uh, this is the captain speaking. Check out their handles. They have all the information. It's going to be great going on this weekend. And uh, besides that, man, I mean, I don't want to get into football, but yeah, I mean, you, you can. know, the Rams are playing tonight. It's Thursday. Okay. Uh, super oh, uh, Minnesota. It's the Minnesota Vikings and the Los Angeles Rams. Basically, one of the it's the best defense going against the best offense, but basically the best two teams right now in the NFC. Okay, and it's either going to be a low scoring game where they just cancel each other out or a fucking shootout. And I think it's going to be a shootout. Okay. And this is going down tonight, seven thirty kickoff. And, uh, it's so hard. Like I always have to go for the over, but I'm going to, I am a bandwagon LA Rams fan. Dude. Yeah. I love the team. They put together. They have the youngest coach in the league and he, he coaches football. Like he's playing Madden. Yeah. It's I heard amazing. you on one of your other episodes. Yeah. Sean your McVay. favorite coach. Dude, yeah. like what it, it's making people who don't like football. When you watch the Rams play, you're interested. You're like, Oh shit. Like it's exciting to watch. Okay. It's just not like run, pass, run, pass. Yeah. Punt. Like this guy's doing crazy things and, 
And then the Minnesota Vikings, one of the best defenses as well. Like I think the Rams are ranked like one or two and the Vikings are ranked four or five out of 32 teams. Damn. And then their offense though, you have Kirk Cousins who just left, got signed one of the biggest contracts, over $80 million contracts. It's it's over a hundred million dollars total. Um, and he's now with some of the greatest weapons surrounding him, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs. Now, I don't know, don't Stefan Diggs, but you remember Randy Moss? Yeah. This guy is this generation's Randy Moss. Okay. And he even wore like when they punt Randy Moss's jersey up, mm-hmm. he has like the signature Randy Moss cleats that he wears. Damn. And like doesn't look like Randy Moss or anything, but like the way he runs and he plays Exactly. Damn. And now you have Kirk Cousins thrown to him. They so, have, so he used to watch like the Vikings with Chris Carter and Cole grew Pepper. Up, and, he grew up because yeah. he's only 21, oh, 22. Yeah. So he watched yeah. the same Minnesota Weed. Yeah. So he, huge Randy Moss fan, playing for the Vikings. Damn. And now he's got an elite quarterback passing to him. So okay. this, this tonight is going to be an awesome game regardless. So, yeah. Thursday night football, which I do feel like I have like this tug of war. Like I don't like Thursday games because the amount of physicality that these people punt themselves through in just one game. And then that ends Sunday or Monday night. And then you only have three days to prepare to do it again. Yeah. That's why Thursday night games have the most injuries. Yeah. Because they're not rested. They're not ready. And they're usually just boring games. Yeah. But the league's been trying to, Make it to where, you know, teams have enough time to have maybe a bye week and then play a Thursday yeah. night because it's just it's bad. It's hard. It's like, much. like imagine playing Sunday night, seven thirty kickoff. You're on the road. You grueling, grueling four quarters against getting hit, torn apart. Have to get on a fucking plane, fly all the way back to your hometown, not even see your family yet. Yeah. Get to the locker room, sleep, wake up Monday, watch film all day long. Tuesday, practice. Wednesday, look at film, practice. Or if you play Thursday, Wednesday, you're back on a plane flying somewhere else yeah. and doing it all over again. <clears throat> Giving your body that much time to heal doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Well, so on that same vein, I think it's like <clears throat> for all the hockey fans, I think puck drops in five nights. Yeah, I think uh, this is starts, I, and I know it's preseason, but the uh, wings preseason game seven was three days ago. I think no, I know. I was gonna say the we wings won. are already six and zero for preseason. Yeah. Obviously, that only says so much for regular season. But I mean, after the heartbreak they've been giving me the past couple seasons, I yeah. think I'm ready for some. It's a whole team rebuild. Well, yeah, some I mean, Zeddy just time. left, and you know we got to have somebody like, but Larkin, bro. Fucking Dylan Larkin is he's I'm actually playing fantasy hockey this year with dad. It was no buy in. He was just like oh, automatically draft your team. Yeah. No, so he's I'm, he's my uh, he's up there for me with Iserman, with Hashik, Osgood, um, Dotsuk, uh Lindstrom, Zetterberg, and now fucking Larkin, dude. The kid he tripped during the skills competition. And still smash the record for fastest skater ever. <laughs> You'll go go watch the video. He's yeah. like smiling and laughing like the whole time, like, oh, it's like, oh, I messed up, whatever, and still wrecks the record. 
the dude's a beast. And when you watch him play, he's just smiling and laughing. Like he actually enjoys his fucking job. I and love it's, it. it's That's fantastic That's to watch. Should be. Exactly. That's should be. I love watching him play. And oh, he's yeah. just, we got to go see him live. Uh, whenever we watched him play in uh, Dallas a few years ago, you were there too. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, the dude is didn't, uh, what's his name? Uh, Marco Flurry. Fucking knocked the drink out. I almost got in a fight with the guy. Remember? And no, then his bodyguard was, had to come in. That was somebody else. That was somebody bigger. Who Marco Fleury was there though, and he knocked the drink out of hand because we were saying. Was that him? We were at a bar called the Last, or the Happiest Hour. No, yeah, that was that was that yeah. night. He was, was si- he was signing shit. I thought it was somebody else though. It's still like a big guy, but I thought it was somebody no. bigger. You know what's crazy? Um, Troy Palomalo came in the other day. Uh, safety for the Steelers. To where you work? Yeah. Okay. I didn't say anything. But no, where I work. I work at Whataburger. Okay, right. Uh, so Trevor Palomalo came in, and uh, the guy with the big hair. Oh, yeah. Did you smell it? Head and shoulders. shoulders. I actually had it tied back in a braid. Uh, super soft-spoken sm- uh, guy. Super awesome, nice guy. He was with some people, uh, doctors, doing like some CTE stuff, but they're there for a guy's birthday. And uh, it's crazy to see. He's only 5'10". Wow, that's how he's, tall I am. And his, but his hands were like the size fucking dinner plates, like the dinner plates. Yeah, God, five that's ten. palm size. And then, uh, but great guy, fucking awesome. That dude would smack and your eyeball out your fucking. It's head. really weird. Like when I was when I was talking to him, one of the guys at the table was like, "Yeah, my wife's got you uh, your picture as a screensaver, and she always says how handsome you are." Now I'm sitting next to you. It's true. And like, dude, literally. Pro homo because it's 2018, dude. The guy is a good looking fucking. Hold up, it it was so uh, weird because like he walked in, he had his hair braided and he was wearing like this little like sweater, like hippie sweater mm-hmm. and jeans. You would think he would was a bum, yeah. By looking at him, the way he was dressed and everything, and then you looked at his face and you're like, what the fuck is this guy not doing like Hanes commercials? You know what I mean? Okay. And then he sat down. And I was like, wait a second. No, I know that face. And then I, when I went up and then, you know, interacted, I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw a fucking, he won two Super Bowls, eight-time pro bowler. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, he's got his, well, he I had mean, one ring on. And I was like, okay, yeah. Beast. Wait, uh, so. 5'10", bro. Did, and I guarantee you he could still beat me in a, a foot race. He retired like five years ago or something like did that. Did his wife say that she has a picture of you on her phone? She should. Well, that's what I thought you were saying. Like you, it started the conversation. No, no, like, no, no. I was just listening. Dog, last one time of the guys we were at the here, table. we got a picture of you, and you just kind of no. been on her background the whole time. But uh, stand up guy, dude, stand up okay. guy, awesome, eight time Pro Bowler, seven hundred and seventy tackles, sixty eight fucking sacks. Yeah. I almost went at. I like. I was joking. I was like, "Hey, man." Can you sack me one more time so you can get 69? <laughs> yeah, that's what you should have done, but dude. But eight-time Pro Bowler, two fucking Super Bowls with the Steelers, uh, 770 tackles, 68 sacks, Hall of Famer, dude. One of the I, greatest to play the game, man. I would happily and, come pick your knocked ass. Just if you were knocked out from that, I would oh, I pick w- you up, I no would. problem. And like him being 5'10", I can guarantee you still outrun me at his age. Oh no, he and, would just be he'd get that shoulder in your chest and explode your solar plexus. Yeah, and then you wouldn't die from guy, impact. You would die because oh. the bone in your chest would turn to dust and into your bloodstream <laughs> and, and just that would kill you. Brain clot. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what would I happen. just like see like when I meet people like that, um I hate when they're like pompous or they're dicks. Yeah. Like I will talk shit about Tony Parker. I don't give a fuck. Oh, you can because I've met him multiple times and every single time he lives, he's dude. a fucking dick. Yeah. But then when you meet someone like Troy Palomalu who has two fucking Super Bowl rings, but is like the nicest guy you've ever met in your life, makes me feel there's still some humanity in the world. Yeah. So I don't know. Shout out to him. For sure. Uh, and for shout sure. out to Carter Five dropping tonight. Oh, shout out right. to the game. Shout out to my sister in law, Marisa Caruso. The little first, Mama Caruso. The little Mama Caruso, dude. And then my brother, of course, you know how much I love you, man. Of There's course, no words for it. That's why we're and, here. And uh, shout out to Xander out in Austin doing his thing, Whatever dude. Whatever he be doing. You know? Yeah, cracking lobsters and fucking slinging DJ and doing all that. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be back for an episode soon. I'm sure. Yeah, man. Hopefully sooner than later. I got a lot of things on my plate coming up too. I'm gonna do a Dom the Psalm. That thing's gonna come out. I'm gonna be doing these videos with a uh, uh, beverage delivery service coming up. I'm keeping that under the wraps. Can't say much more. But Monday I'll hmm. be filming here, and then I will have my next guest. I'm very happy to say. Aaron Sweat from Carbon Tigers, band in Chicago, San Antonio okay. native, good friend of mine, will be in town Monday, and we're going to drop an hour or two. So, oh, yeah. And if, uh, uh, if Eric, Juan Mayer, is listening, he definitely needs to come back for that part, too, because yes. that was one of my favorite episodes Juan Mayer. ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm the one that made it happen, but you know. You were the one that made it happen made on it happen Twitter. So. Because it needed to happen. And plug it. What's your Twitter handle? Make sure everyone knows. Oh, um, on Instagram and Twitter, I am at Critchen Caruso. C-R-I-T-C-H-I-N-C-A-R-U-S-O. There you go. So. And then anti Chosho. Chosho. Anti-Chosho. Here. MJ44 MJAY44 There you go. Oh, yeah. Follow and it's make, all relative. And if you're listening to this, follow me at She Tastes Like Texas. That's taste with an S. And thank y'all so much. We hit over 3.5 thousand downloads in three months. In three months in less than 20 episodes. So thank you so much. And uh Let's go. I don't know. Is this the fucking graduation song? Welcome to Jurassic Park. I thought you were going to go. I was going to try and give it a nice little musical outro, but you know, whatever. Well, I love the attempt. Yeah. All right. Love y'all. Stay black. Wash your ass. Wash your ass. Don't use Clorox wipes, dude. Oh, God. You'll regret it. Don't. And uh, don't drink and drive. And uh, watch. Uh, eat your vegetables. Eat your fucking vegetables. Make your grandma Brush happy. Brush your teeth. Floss that shit. Oh. Get those little picks like with the floss. It's way easier. Just, I know. I hate it too, but you got to do bleed, it. Though. You got to do it, man. Uh, if we have any dentists in the house that want to come on, hey, we'll do it. But anyways, all right. Love you all. This is Thursday night. You might hear it tonight. You might hear it tomorrow. I don't know what's going to come out, but we love you. And we will check in with you all later. Thank you for the love. Spread the word. Rate and subscribe. And it, Christian, one last time. Mom, she wants to know. What? How much we love her. More than she'll ever know. But sh- not enough to where she'll stop arguing that fact. True. 
You know what I mean? Which I love her more than a blue whale. And blue whales are pretty dope. I love They're her. big. They're huge. That's a lot of love. I love her more than rain. And that's one of Ooh. my favorite things of all time. There you go. You know what I mean? I love her. Well, I just love her. I so, do too. You know? Thank you, Mom, for the roast. Thank you for listening, Mom. Thank you for the I don't know how you listen us. to half these things that we've spoken about on these podcast episodes, but... And shout out to Sticker Fridge family. Follow them all. And a shout out to my producer, Zach Cavender, at Zach Cavender. He punts up with me because I am always calling his ass and checking for numbers and doing this. And he's traveling constantly and I'm sending him episodes and messaging weird nights. So thank you. So, all right. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.